So you're building up to a four hour meditation. And meanwhile, if you're not meditating and you're just looking at the people in the room, you literally think people are having seizures everywhere. No. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's like if you were just, if you were a cop that, that walked by into one of his retreats with 1300 people, you probably would start arresting people. All right, welcome to the New Age Human Podcast. Have you ever thought your health challenges were all just in your head? Well, in today's episode, we welcome back Brandon Gedoris, who is a four times author, founder of Warm Heart Life, an overall great guy who's passionate about helping people around him level up in life from personal, financial, and professional goals. So stick around for the whole episode because what we mentioned is Brandon's life-changing experience going to Dr. Joe Dispenza's retreat. If you don't know Joe Dispenza, it's no, he's known for using meditation to tap into your mind's ability to change our reality, which is awesome. Now, what we talk about is Brandon's search for alternative methods and solutions, metaphysical experiences during the trip, and the impact this experience had on his life. So buckle up is going to be a nice ride for you. Before we begin, all I ask is that you check out and join the Telegram channel where we discuss the topics mentioned in the show and more importantly, sharing those topics that are of most interest to you. You can also head over to the newhuman.com site, sign up for the newsletter to connect with us, get sneak peeks on future episodes and future discounts on alternative solutions. With that being said, let's go to the show. We were talking about your trip to... It was a, you said it was a seven day retreat with Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yeah, Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's, it's funny because in this modern world, everybody is a doctor, it seems like, <laughs> and, including the internet. And one thing goes wrong with you and then it's like the world's ending. And, and then you go see a doctor and like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong. <laughs> so... So I ended up at study I studied I started studying Dr. Joe Dispenza many years ago, probably three, four, maybe even five years ago. Wow. I in 2018 I went to the eye doctor because I thought I had pink eye. And he told me <laughs> he told me he's like, You don't have pink eye, but you got an inner eye infection. Whoa. And I was like, Whoa, I don't know what that is. But he just started saying it's you have back pain. Like, dude, is back pain a normal thing for you? I was like, no, never had back pain. <laughs> but he kept saying it. He's like, do you have back pain? Do you have back pain? I'm like, no. He's like, well, I'm going to need you to go see a another doctor who really handles this stuff more intensely. I'm like, okay. So I go to this doctor. He's like, hey, do you have back pain? Do you have back pain? He's like, we're going to have to do some blood tests. And anyways, they do some blood tests and they're like, well, you got this thing in your blood that that makes you very, very likely to have um, lower back pain and to have um, certain things that basically gave me a scare for autoimmune disease. Mm. I don't even remember what the name, I don't even remember what the it name like is. It's a long because, name probably. Yeah. And then you start Googling all this stuff and then all of a sudden my back starts hurting. My eye got better because all they made me do was put some antibiotics or something. Okay. But it was scary. Like you... It, like I started losing my vision in one eye and he's like, don't worry, that will come back. <laughs> but anyways, long story short, it really started messing with my head because I started Googling all this stuff. I thought I had this autoimmune disease and it was frustrating because 
I went from really not having much injuries at all to thinking like the world was ending. <laughs> and and then I started seeing all these different doctors and then um, they were testing me for Lyme disease and this and that and that. And it was just a complete mess. And my, my head was just so mentally screwed. I was like, man, that though everything I got MS, I got this, I got that, I got, you know, any, any disease that you could think right. of was in my mind that I had. And eventually one doctor was like, she was like, Hey, Brandon, I think you're fine. <laughs> I think, I think this just all really got to your head. And, and I, I think you should start studying some people on mindset. And I said, you know what? I think you're right. Wow. What is, what a difference <laughs> so, from everybody else. Yeah, so I, that's when I started studying Wim Hof and Dr. Joe Dispenza, and things really started changing. So I had started actually studying Dr. Joe, I think, before the pandemic even happened, when he really started to get a, a, a name for himself. And I was like, you know what? I think this guy can really help me get my mindset back. Mm. And he started talking about how a lot of the issues that people are facing could be cured from the mind. <laughs> and, and I was so fascinated by this topic. And I was telling you before we hopped on this podcast, the reason why we hopped on this podcast is a lot of the stuff I learned from Dr. Joe, one, it's, it's hard for me to explain because I'm not a neuroscientist, but two, it makes a lot of sense to me. And three, I've applied it to my life and it's been game changing. Mm. And uh, so I don't talk about this stuff that much, but, but the main thing was I was in a severely fatigued mental state that was causing me to be in a severely fatigued physical state. Mm. And I realized from studying Dr. Joe that the best way to reverse that over time is to work on your mindset. And Dr. Joe talks about a lot of things from, from meditation um, to the way you think and all this stuff and reprogramming the mind. But the main thing that I learned is that your mind controls uh, much of the things that you do in life, whether it's personal, professional, or financial. Yeah. So if you can focus on tailoring that the way to the way that you want to live your life, you're going to be able to do some things that people never thought was possible. So with Dr. Joe... He, he had this online course for like 300 bucks or something. And I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take it. And and he would force you to do the meditations and he would force you to watch the videos that had all these research-based evidence on how the meditations worked and how the mind works and how you can reprogram it. And I started doing that and my back pain just kind of went away. Whoa. It just, yeah, it just kind of went away. And um, but one thing I was really struggling with was that I had some hip and knee pain that was due. It was kind of formed from being an athlete mm -hmm. and Jen just kind of overcompensating and, and working a little bit too hard when I pushed myself a little bit too much when I probably shouldn't have. And I went to Dr. Joe's for the seven days and that was the main thing. I was like, man, I just, I would love for this hip to be fixed. And he would show case study after case study after case study uh, about people curing, curing different diseases. Like why, like Dr. Joe has, has done so much research on how to reprogram the mind and the body that I think he honestly believes that you can cure AIDS from 
the way he teaches the meditations and the mindset and all that stuff. I think he literally believes that you can reprogram your blood. That's interesting. Which is very, yeah, which is very fascinating to me. And, and again, this is not medical advice. I'm saying this is stuff that is, I'm very curious about yeah. it. I actually believe in. And so, I mean, there was one example in in the seven day retreat that really made me believe that it was possible to cure pain from these meditations where you're put in this state. Like for those of you who want to know what it's like going to a Dr. Joe retreat, you you build up for seven days to be able to do four hour meditations. Wow, four hours. I don't yeah. know. I, I want to build up to that because I mean, I've heard you go places, right? Like it, it's a completely different experience for me. Like 15 minutes in, I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But you went four hours. I'm, I'm very curious. on like, what happened with you? <laughs> yeah, literally four hours. And, but you build up to it. Like you have to do this whole prerequisite course before even going to the seven day. Oh. Otherwise you're, otherwise you're going to be in a tough place because you're literally watching research-based evidence, watching him talk for seven days. And then when you're not doing that, you're doing the meditations. Mm. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Cause me, like I, I still don't meditate right now, but I did that. What I did for leading up to that course, what I did for those seven days. And then I meditated probably for about a year after that. And I still do meditate a little bit, like when I, when I feel like I need to, uh, what I, the, the way I was able to shift my mind like that, I almost feel like I'm in a meditative state constantly just because of what I'm open to and what I'm, what I'm aware of. And maybe that's not a good comparison because they are two totally different states, but, but the way that that made me think helps me get by on a day-to-day basis um, with the things that I'm doing. And yeah, so you're building up to a four-hour meditation. And meanwhile, if you're not meditating and you're just looking at the people in the room, you literally think people are having seizures everywhere. No. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's like if you were just, if you were a cop, if you were a cop that, that walked by into one of his retreats with 1,300 people, you probably would start arresting people. Wait, wait. Cause... Okay, okay, okay. Like, like, uh, I feel like on the video version, I'm going to have to put up some type of video <laughs> of someone just, just going through. Like, is it similar to when people show videos of going to these mega churches and they put their hand on their forehead and they're just kind of like shaking? Or is it, because I've seen someone have a seizure. Like, is it like dramatic shaking that you saw? Oh yeah. It, even myself, like I, I, even though I was like in the four, in the first four hour meditation, I mean, uh, my body was like, like this, what? like I, I could feel, I could feel it shaking and, but I could feel my, my hip kind of restoring. That is insane. And, and uh, yeah. And it was crazy because that was probably two years ago and my hip feels like 96 to 98 percent better well and that's just well like i say just but you went through the seven day meditation and then you meditated i'm guessing not four hours daily but you for the most part like what was your your year after like that 15, like yeah like 15 a day 15 minutes yeah and and so that's one year and then how long ago was that 
So I took his uh, seven day retreat in April of 2021. Okay. So two, three, like almost, almost three years. And you're like, good, which is insane. Wow. Yeah. You know, and I, I still got my, my, you know, I, I was, I'm an, I was an athlete my whole life. Um, I got wear and tear on my body, but from where, from where I felt to how I feel now, it's, it's just dramatically better for the, for that specific pain point. So, wow. So if, for those of, for those people who wonder what I had on my hip, so I, I just had a, a hip impingement. It's a, it's a very normal thing, but it's basically when there's a slight tear it, around the, the hip socket. In, in my case, it was just because there just wasn't enough room. So my tip, my hip had to tear a little bit. So like gymnastics and stuff like that, they, they, they have these naturally. It's just, there's no way they're able to put their, their feet all the way up like that, you know, without having a little bit of tear. But for me, it just, it felt loose. It felt achy and, and yeah, I mean, the meditations were game changing. I could literally feel my hip kind of like getting stronger and restoring. And uh, it was cool. I mean, it, it was a really cool experience. And did you and, but, start freaking but it out was, though? Like I, I would probably start freaking out. Like, am I getting possessed? <laughs> was I set up or you were no, calm because about it? it it, there's there's so much research that he shows mm. you while you're taking and it just makes so much sense and and you feel it like it and that was just like one small example like he dives like like some of them you're doing more other aspects of life like i remember one meditation he's like instead of thinking of love um like like what what that looks like all that stuff just just think of the concept of love like don't get specific and I, I remember I was just feeling during that one meditation, this wasn't, this wasn't an hour, this wasn't a four hour one. This was just one of the normal ones. Uh, all I was just, was just thinking of feeling love. And it was cool. I had like the coolest meditation of my life where I was on a date with this one girl and it was, it was like the best date I've ever had. And it was it real or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's cool, man. It's really cool when you dive deep into the subconscious mind. It's it's like a whole another world that I don't really talk about with anybody except for people like you who have studied this and have experienced it because I mean I like I remember I was I, I, I was feeling that emotion in that that meditation and uh, there was a really awesome girl who was to the right of me. And, and we just had a moment that was, that was really cool. It wasn't, it wasn't like romantic or anything like that. It was just like, she totally felt what I felt in that meditation. And uh, like, I'm like crying and stuff. And she just gives me like the, the biggest hug, wow. you know what I mean? Wait, so I thought you and were online. This was part physical too? Like, no, this was in person. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. It was 1300 people, April of 2021, you know, no one. I don't think was having that many people in a room except Dr. Joe Dispenza. And to be honest, the main reason why I wanted to go, besides all the stuff I talked about, the, the actual main reason I wanted to go was because I was not a big fan of the COVID thing. Mm -hmm. You know, people could think whatever they want and I totally get it. You have the right to your opinion, but I personally was not a big fan of it. And I wanted to be around people who 
wanted things to get back to normal and who were working on themselves and he who said you know i understand there's a pandemic going on you know what can i do to get around the right people um, who believe that there's a cure there's a way to fix that mm -hmm. and and dr joe like i i bet you if you put someone in front of dr joe who had who had COVID, i bet you if they went through his meditation stuff i bet you that he could help them like just totally get rid of it yeah it looks like he's putting people in I guess you can say homeostasis and there's research around just understanding how the body is mostly energetic and if everything is energy first and then with frequency it manifests into reality then yeah you can bring things back to its original state of a harmonic state that's what it looks like he was doing where he was putting you into that harmonic state where it's just you're clearing out all this negative or imbalanced energy in the mind and then it's like your body's shaking itself into place into better and and like if you're jacked up you're probably going to be like <laughs> wailing your arms yeah. the worse off you are i can only imagine like your hip was probably like moving around you're like it kind of feels good <laughs> right yeah yeah and it's this the subconscious mind is one of the coolest places like i've ever explored because I mean, you're no one, nobody, no place. You're in no place. No, there's no space and there's no time. And it's so cool. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it unless you've been in it. But when you're in that deep meditation state, like you literally just feel like you feel like you're floating. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's and you feel like there's no space around you. It's, it's one of the coolest tinglings that's going on from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. And I literally feel like, I feel like getting in a good meditation state and, and I like chiropractors, I like doctors, I like physical therapists, all that stuff. I feel like if you have pain, there is no better cure whether it's physical or mental, than getting in a deep meditative state for an extended period of time. Uh, it's so hard to explain that the, the, the feeling that goes through your body of just, it just feels like it's getting refreshed, mm. getting refreshed, like an getting refreshed. Shower. Yeah. Wait, so when we were talking the other day, and it prompted me to be like, let's talk about this. You said you were, you were, doing some energy thing with your hands during this retreat right like can you go into that because that's i've done something similar but i want to know what he put you guys through where i guess you're moving energy with your yeah. physical body like yeah that's what, what yeah. is going on there and this is something that i would like to i would like to study a lot more when i'm around people like dr joe uh, and, and people like you who really are interested in this is is he was doing virtual healing so he knew that with 1300 people in a room focused on on curing focused on health that there is a transfer of energy that can be touched in many places but just by thinking of the person so he would give us a picture of a random person he wouldn't even tell us what they were going through. And uh, we just did a group meditation, 1300 people. And uh, we were seated in the chair 
and then we just we just thought of healing of health uh with with that person and uh, i believe he had us put our hands over our heart and then and then he goes okay now slowly remove your hands from your heart and put them on that picture <laughs> i not on the picture but mm -hmm. like i was like a foot from the picture and he's like okay slowly go like this and i've never felt this in my life i literally felt like there was there was this energy between my hands and the picture that is stuff that's like talked about in the bible like how like like, like jesus was able to cure like certain people by just like putting his hands on or how however it works but i literally felt like like i would go like this and my hands would bounce back up there was just so, so much energy bounce, for anybody listening you were pushing down with your hands and you felt pushing and, up like you felt something yeah. pushing back I just felt something pushing back. Uh, it was so cool. Like I literally felt like there was energy going from my hands down to that to that picture of, of healing. And you never know because it's not like I. He's actually done this where he's done this with the people, but um, I never know what happened to that girl. But I, that lady, but I've never felt that in my life. You know, and there was I wasn't the only one who had a picture of that lady. They were spread throughout the room. Is very fascinating. I mean, just that guy just blows me away, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Did you feel tingling in your hands when you were doing that? I don't know if I felt tingling, but I felt this this energy from my hands to the picture that I I've never felt. And I, I don't even think you could create that unless you're around that many people with similar energy in a room. Mm, like a collective thing. The reason why I asked that is I took a Reiki 2 course and you practice on each other and you cup your hands and you put it over certain areas of person's body and uh, you th she said you, if if it's a an area that needs healing or it's uh, like has a dark energy or it just it's in a state where it's a lack of energy in that area of the body you're going to feel tingling and then when I was doing it, certain areas I would feel tingling. And then the people that were receiving it, including myself, you can feel warmth from the other person and they're not even touching you. So it's an interesting, there's definitely things going on, hard to explain because of the words needed to, to you need to know the certain words that are used to describe it, right? Because there are words where you have like the morphogenic field and all that. And you're like, well, now what's that? <laughs> but yeah, there's there's definitely chi energy flowing through the body. And then like you said, when you're around that many people, it enhances it, right? Like you're like 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 that where, where people hold each other's hands in a circle and you can like technically light up a, a light bulb or something like that. Like it takes people yeah. and it takes like more power to, to do some incredible things that's that's that is pretty cool um yeah there's <laughs> and there's a couple things that's there's a couple stories that he told that really stuck out to me oh yeah I mean, sure. one of one was he he used to be a chiropractor and people still would try and come to him for chiropractor advice and one lady in particular was just had so much pain she just constantly had pain seeing anybody and everybody couldn't get it fixed. She comes in and Dr. Joe's just like, okay, okay. And all, all he did was like, 
put his hands um, in the areas of her pain and just tried to give love. Just, just literally think of it and feel it um, into that area. Uh, she got up off the table, felt phenomenal, and said, then looked at Dr. Joe like he was a god. And, but, he, you know, that's pretty much all he was doing. <laughs> and, and then another one was, there was, this is a little different, but this really made me think a lot differently. He said, maids are typically, for the most part, overweight. Like most maids that you see seem to be overweight. And so they did a case study on these maids because maids actually do a lot of exercise mm -hmm. from lifting the beds, pulling off the sheets, up and down the stairs, scrubbing, mopping, cleaning. It's, it's a lot. So they took a case study. They took this side of the nurses and they just didn't tell them anything. They just said, keep doing your thing. We're just doing some research. Then they took the other side of the nurses and and they started educating them on how weight is actually lost and the amount that they're actually putting into their job that is actually burning calories. And that that group of people, that group of maids started losing weight pretty frequently. And the other ones stayed the same. Just because they thought yeah. that they were actually supposed to lose weight for doing what they normally do. Yeah, for doing what they, yeah, because they started to understand how the process of, of fat loss works. And they explained now you know, what you're doing as a maid is actually burning a lot of calories. And this is a research-based study. And it, to me, it was so fast, you know, and then, and then this is a little bit off topic, but Wim Hof, one of the reasons why I started getting fascinated by him is he did research-based studies where they actually injected cold, like uh, uh, it was either the flu or a cold, some type of virus into him. And he was able to fight it off just through breath work and the mind. Mm -hmm. Very fascinating to me, especially in an era where people started going nuts about this, this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I think that there's a good chance that it was, I have to be very careful with what I say. Sure. Um, I guess on this podcast, it's, it's okay to say this, but you know, I really wonder if it was some type of setup from uh, someone who had a lot of power mm. uh, to, to, to really put this into play. Uh, because, you know, when you study Dr. Joe, when you study Wim Hof, you, you realize how important it is uh, to focus on the mind. And if, if you look at what was happened, what happened in 2020 is people who never really thought much about being sick, who, who would put their hands in their mouth, all, all that stuff, who would take the kids' binkies off the ground and then put it in their mouth to clean it mm -hmm. and then give it to the kid. People like that all of a sudden were washing their hands like 10 times a day. People like that were wearing a mask everywhere. And you wonder if they had no idea a pandemic was going on, it, you know, if, if this would have been much of a thing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know, but it, it is very interesting to me. I think you'll appreciate this. There's a book I was reading. I was able to finish. It took a while to finish. It was called Power Versus Force. And it talks about the different levels of consciousness. I think you'd be interested in that book. And one of the ways, as you go higher, let's say higher frequency, right? Think of cell phones. The higher the frequency, the more you can get done. The higher the frequency of the mind, 
the more one of the many things that improves is your influence, your subconscious influence on, on other people. And then if people look up to that person, they get influenced by that person too. And in the book, now this book I think was written in the 80s, and it was it was saying if you want to influence people, all you have to do, one of the main things you could do is get someone that they all respect and expose them visually to that person. And if that person just shares how like they go you know, celebrity celebrities on TV and they say, Oh, they went through this breakup, they 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 got into a car accident, they they got sick with the flu or the the the, the, the yeah, just like illnesses, you'll see a spike in illnesses that are very similar to that person in the populace and so people can be influenced subconsciously to buy into things because they buy into that person and during that time 2020 2021 celebrities going on tv like announcing that they're sick and they have to go into quarantine i'm like why are you like i get it but it's almost like you're you're signaling to everybody and everybody has their own reaction to it. And the people that bought in, I, I, I didn't follow up on that part, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that w- that could have been part of it on top of the, the publicity stunt too. So there is definitely something to it. And people have discovered that influence even as early as like the 80s. So like, yeah, yeah, you're not alone in that thinking. There's a book that literally mentions it and breaks it down. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, I felt like I was at an advantage for the pandemic because I had just gone through all this Mm -hmm. right before that that happened. So in 2018, 2019, I was studying uh, Dr. Joe and then I got into Wim Hof. So I I had understand how much the mind can screw you up if, if you tailor it towards that. So me like i was at an advantage when the pandemic happened because i was just like you know what i'm i'm gonna work out i'm gonna eat well and i'm gonna focus on growing during this time and i felt like i was able to do that because of what i had been through before that where where my mind got screwed up um, based on what all these doctors were telling me Mm. and it was frustrating i mean i was i was doing gluten-free I, I had periods where I stayed away from alcohol for extended periods of time. I was told by a doctor, you, you, you will never be able to drink again. And I mean, I was told all this stuff, like with, with my diet, with my health, and I was doing all that. And I still felt like crap, which is, I still felt like crap, a horrible like the, glu- the gluten-free, the non-processed foods, uh, limiting or no alcohol. I mean taking away dairy. I mean, I was trying all this crap and I still felt worse. And and then you, once I realized that the mind was, was, was causing 99% of these problems, uh, I realized how important it was. And, and I knew America was going to be screwed as soon as this pandemic thing happened, because yeah, there was a lot of health things that happened because of it, but I think it would have been 99% not as bad if people focused on the mind and, and staying positive and staying physically and mentally healthy, um, I, I think I think this world would have been much better. You know, I, I've been fascinated by this TED Talk for the longest time by Susan Pinker that talked about the number one key to longevity is not how much you eat or drink, uh, not 
how much, not what the air consumption is, not how much you exercise. The number one key to longevity, this is based on research-based evidence and real-world experience. Social integration and close relationships. Everything else was not even close. It was important. Like, are you probably going to live longer if you don't smoke? Absolutely. Are you probably going to live longer if you eat right? Most likely. <laughs> but nothing, nothing was more important than close relationships and social integration. Mm. And I was so fascinated by this because I have, I have studied people who have lived a long life for a long time. And I've noticed the same exact thing. That is the number one thing. And you could say, oh, well, blah, blah, blah is so lonely um, in the nursing home or in the assisted living home. Yeah, are they? Or, or do they have someone who's talking to them every day who's taking care of them? Are they really lonely? Or do they have someone who's right there talking to Ideally. them, asking them questions, yeah. taking care of them? Oh, and she talks about that in the TED Talk. It's the most fascinating concept that I've ever studied. Hmm. And, and I mean, I feel better when I'm around people. I mean, I remember when the pandemic happened, I didn't drink for four months. I I didn't drink for four months. I didn't go out for four months. And I was so focused on my business. And then uh, once, I, once I got out again around people, I was like, man, I need this. Like I need to, like I feel a different way when I'm around people. And like, that's when this, the, the shot came out, the vaccine or whatever, I didn't want to get it. But the reason I got it is because I was like, well, I would rather die than have to live this way any longer where people are telling me what I can or cannot do. Yeah. Like when you're talking, I felt like I was in jail the, f the first four months of the pandemic. I literally felt like I was in jail. And, you know, people say, oh, well, you've never been to jail. You don't have the right to say that. I get it. I get it. I totally understand where you're coming from there. But literally, I felt like I was being told what I could or couldn't do. I felt like I was, if, if I believed a certain thing, all of a sudden I was looked at as a bad guy. <laughs> so it's just kind of one of those things. Like, I got it just because I was like, you know what? I'd rather die than live this way. Mm -hmm. And did I want to get it? Absolutely not. Do I regret getting it? I don't care. It's just like, I have moved on. I, I moved on and I'm living the life that I want to live. Do I think it was a lot of BS that they were presenting to us? Yeah. <laughs> do I think, do I think that the, the health companies had a big thing to do with the, do with the, the emphasis on all this? Yeah. Because they were making a lot of money. Insane so why would they money. not keep pushing that? Why would they not keep pushing that? You know, when it's, it's just one of those things we could go deeper and deeper into, right. but I will say this, if something like this were to happen again, there's going to be a lot more people who are standing up for the rights that we have in, in America. Yeah. And, you know, to tell someone they can't, to tell someone they can't go to a restaurant because they're not um, vaccinated. No, that's there's going to be a lot of fight back to that if, the, if something like this were to happen again. And uh, I honestly think that the next war in the United States is going to be from people in the United States. Right. And yeah, it's like just a civil war type of thing. Yeah. And it, it's 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 sad because 
it it shouldn't happen but i think i think it's one of those things we we need to be able to to focus on the things that we need to do to become better as a country mm-hmm. and that's positivity um that that's mindset that's the collaboration collaboration is a new form of currency uh, and you know that's why the mission with warm heart life is to grow together with as many people as possible because you can't change the world i can't change the world but collectively we can change the world if we can get more people in the world who add value instead of drain value if we can get more people in the world who got your back instead of go behind your back if we can get more people in the world who support you instead of um say all this negative crap behind your back then 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 we can do some incredible things together and and so um that's why for me I'm always so frustrated when things like that happen where there's so much negativity going on because if we can reverse that with positivity then some incredible things are going to happen in this world like we we haven't even come close to what we can do in America because uh, of what the news is constantly putting out there like for example gun violence i get so frustrated every time that that uh, a shooting has happened and that's all the news is putting out mm. because what that is doing is that's planting the seed into more and more people's heads who are already mentally ill who who may actually do that because they saw that on there but but it but if they saw a commercial or um if if they saw a segment from someone like me who could who could talk about how to actually take your passion and turn that into a revenue stream you know maybe that person would be focused on growing their business instead of thinking about how depressed they are mm-hmm. how angry they mm-hmm. are and and whatever they want to do because of that so there there's a big problem here that the only way to solve it is is to get more plus ones in the world it it it's a simple concept but the, in my mind that is the only way to solve it because positivity attracts positivity and negativity attracts negativity so it you know yeah. it, it's a simple thing and and a lot of it starts with the mind you know and that's why I'm such a big fan of Dr. Joe Dispenza and I I'm glad that you gave me a platform to talk about this because these are things that it, it's hard to share these on most podcasts mm. but I, I when 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 you look at the 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 overall layout of this world the number one thing that has to change is the way we look at it. Yeah, mindset. And and Dr. Joe with Wim Hof your podcast it 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 give it it, it is a positive force that we need to be able to make that change. I appreciate it. So so thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah, and it gives me and everyone listening a deeper view into what what fuels what you're working on behind you it says warm heart life that's your business that's your that's your that's your baby that's that's something that is changing lives and and if you've listened if anybody's listened to the other episode we talk about that plus one factor so go check that out it's in the early episodes but yeah like i, I get a a, a more and yeah, like I said, in-depth feel of what fuels you because it's pretty cool to see you do your thing and and grow a, a, a collective group of people that are all fighting for whether it be freedom, success, 
collaboration. Everybody's getting together, and I see the power of that. Where the energy—it's—it's it's just there's an energy that forms, right? You get rejuvenated when you go to a friend's house, when you go out hiking, and it's all about you can do things by yourself, which is kind of like a reset to understand who you are, and then at the same time reconnect with those that support you and that you can support and it's like that machine that like it's a a push and pull system of of just rotating energy and i love it i love it i I like the I, i like that you you you're like you went and you had an issue People didn't have the answers. Someone had an interesting answer. You just dove right in. <laughs> and then you yeah. found some really good things. You went after what is curious, what you were curious of. And I do see a lot of people stopping there because they're more concerned of what other people are thinking. And you just dove right in. And it blossoms in, into this beautiful business. But yeah, awesome awesome subject matter i'm definitely i definitely plan to go more into that subject matter in future episodes but brandon where can people find you and what are you working on right now yeah so you can find me at brandon gaydoris on instagram on youtube on facebook on linkedin Uh, thankfully my last name is not one that many people have Uh, my social media is pretty simple there and then what I have going on currently is I'm um, doing a North America speaker school tour. So we have four different dates. We got July 14th and 15th in Laguna Beach. We got Toronto, August 11th and 12th. We have Chicago, September 8th and 9th. And then we have an elite one in New York City for anyone who has done one of the previous ones. That's going to be October 6th and 7th. And it's the birthday weekend of Carl, who, who co-teaches it. It's, it's going to be an epic run. And and I do want to say one last thing. So what I, what I have currently going on is I'm spending a lot more time with the clients who are currently working with me. So instead of getting more clients, I'm spending a lot of time making sure that the clients who are working with me are getting the value that they need to be able to continue to grow. And I visited one of my clients this weekend in Michigan, and he's one of the most disciplined, like-minded laser focused guys that that i've ever met and he told me he said he said brandon i started to realize that all of my problems were coming from the people who i was surrounding myself with so i made a decision to start focusing on surrounding myself with people who are making shit happen and then my business started doing better my health and wellness started doing better. And quite frankly, my relationships, I'm trying to figure things out. But I will tell you this, I am way more direct with the girls that I'm dating now. And um, instead of dragging something on for six months that, that I know there's not something there, I communicate with them clearly and say, you know what, I don't think this is gonna work out long term. Yeah, I could drag this on for six months, or, or we could end it now and we could stay friends because I really do like you and I really do respect you. And I was just so blown away with that. And he, and he told me, he said, there's no way I would have been able to be able to do these things if it wasn't for switching the people that I was surrounding myself with. And, and we, we were talking a lot about how you don't have to cut people out of your life. You don't have to cut people out of your life. What you need to do is focus on surrounding yourself more 
with the people who have the things that you want and the people who don't have the things that you want that are in your life, they will just naturally go away because they they can't fathom the things that you're doing. They can't make sense of it. And, and it's okay. They don't need to make sense because the, the thing is by you chasing your dreams, by you going after the things that you want, by you leading by example, some of those people start running back towards the direction that you're going because they're so inspired by the action that you're taking and they come back into your life without you never cut them out they just they some of them come back in because they're so inspired by the action that you're taking they're they're so inspired by seeing you walk around with your 45 pound backpack around around the neighborhood every single day they're so inspired by seeing a kid who got kicked out of college now on He's going to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. And they're so inspired by a kid who was 270-ish pounds, who's now 190, cut up to shreds. You know, they're, they're, they're inspired by that. And a lot of those people will now change their lives mm -hmm. in a positive way because of the action that he's taken. Uh, it, it's such, it's a concept that you hear about all the time. But but until you feel it, until you experience it, it it, it, it will never click. So, so if I can leave everybody with one last thing, it, it, it's to understand you don't need to cut people out of your life. It's important to focus on surrounding yourself with more and more people who have the things that you want in your life. Absolutely. And yes, you may have to pay for it. And yes, it may take a lot of your time to be able to figure out how to reverse a lot of the habits that you're in. It may make you feel uncomfortable on a constant basis because in order to get different results, you're going to have to do and take different actions. So, so you may be going through those things, but that's okay because then you know that you're growing. Mm. Well said. Amazing story. Interesting. Being direct <laughs> with the woman that he dates and like just being straightforward and a lot of people drag themselves through relationships whether it be intimate or just friendships because you don't have that that focus and yeah he, he sounds pretty solid that's that's a great story thanks for sharing absolutely thanks for having me on yeah john you are doing incredible things you are blowing me away with the growth of this podcast you know when you first started this i was like man this is great a lot of people are starting podcasts but you found a niche that I have not seen anybody tapping into. And you're giving a voice to people who I think are really onto some really cool things, some really cool thoughts, and some really cool experiences um, in various different worlds. Thank you for providing that platform. Thank you. That says that means a lot. I really appreciate that. We're working. I say we like it's it's myself. <laughs> I, but I say we a lot because I feel like I'm somehow pulling from anybody I talk to about this show. I'm pulling from them and I'd like to think I'm pulling from everybody subconsciously to find really good people to, to sit down talk to and open people's minds to better solutions. Instead of focusing on, on the negative, focusing on, oh, instead of focusing on the negativity and what's pulling us away from our goals, focusing on the solutions and how we can do things better. So I really appreciate that. And I love your story, man. Yeah, and, and I will say this, whenever you do decide to have your first conference, the New Age Human conference event, whatever it is, that will be one of the most unique rooms that will ever be, ever be put together. 
And quite frankly, that's a room that I would want to be in. So I don't know when that's going to come a year, two years, three years from now, but that will be an epic event when it, whenever you do that, whether there's 10 people, 30 people, 50 people, 100 people, 200 people in the room, even more, whatever, the, the people in that room, that that is going to be a cool day and something that I would like to definitely experience. Absolutely, man. And it's in the works. It's in the plans. So I'm excited to, to make that happen and to see what blossoms from that. But uh, yeah, my friend, thanks again for coming on. And as usual, it was a pleasure talking with you. All right, John, take care.